0: Hello, friends. You know, being a pastor for over 30 years and a coach as well, uh, one of the questions I'm often asked is, how do I live in the promises God has over my life? How do I live into the promises God has over my life? Well, first of all, we need to understand this one statement. God's presence is guaranteed, but His promises for your life are optional. It's going to depend on what you do with it. Let me say it again. Uh, God's presence, God's presence is guaranteed for your life, but his promises are optional. Look with me in Numbers 14. I'll read a few verses. you. Beginning in verse seven. It says, and they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel saying, the land we passed through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us. A land which flows with milk and honey, only do not rebel against the Lord nor fear the people of the land and they are and they are our bread their protection has departed from them and the Lord is with us do not fear them now this is going back to the early days of Joshua serving Moses when God had when Moses had sent the 12 spies over and Joshua and Caleb were part of those 12 spies to spy out the land 10 of the spies from Israel they they gave a negative report But Joshua and Caleb spoke up and gave this positive report. But here's the situation. God's presence continued to be with the children of Israel, but because of fear, they didn't have the faith to step into the promises that they owned that was theirs. And an entire generation walked around and died off so that the new generation could come into the promised land because they were the ones that came in with faith instead of fear. They walked in the wilderness for 40 days and nights. Remember, God fed them. He brought quail. He brought manna. Uh, he brought fire by night to keep them warm and to give them light. And, 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 and all that kind of stuff was really cool. But it was really second rate to the promise that God had for their life. So we can live in his presence even if we're a, a mess in our life. He's never going to leave you or forsake you. But man, the promises, the blessing, the favor on your life, the gifts that he wants to give you, his son, his daughter, are optional depending on how you handle them. So let's let's go to where Joshua steps in, receives his commission from God after Moses passed away, and, and here he is trying to understand what God wants him to do with his life and how he is to live into those promises. So we see here in <clears throat> Joshua 1, and we'll just go down to verse 6 and read a few verses, God tells Joshua, be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall. Who? Joshua, you shall. Wow. You shall do what? Divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers. Well, remember that land across the Jordan River that where they saw the giants and the big beautiful melons and fruits and plants and life, milk and honey, it says. But also the giants were in the land. He said, now, Joshua, you're the one. Moses couldn't do it. Your mentor, your spiritual father couldn't do it. But you are going to go over and take the land. He didn't even say you're going to take it. He says you're going to go divide the land between my people. In other words, you have to take it before you can give it, right? (laughs) So the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Now, it's nice that God told him that two times right there, right? only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to which the law according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you in other words do it according to my will my word my truth and he says this do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go in other words he said if you will get my word in your heart and not turn from it and obey it and walk it out and don't don't go to this side of the word or that side of the word, but stay in the middle road with the word of God, the highway of the word, he said, then you'll be able to access the promises and live in them that I have for you. He says this, the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate. That word "meditated" in Hebrew means to uh, to mutter, just to mutter it over and over. You shall meditate, you shall ponder it. It shall be in your mind, in your heart. You shall meditate on, in it day and night, that you, why? He says, get it in you so well that what's going to happen is it's going to be in you so well that you may observe to do according to what is written in it. In other words, you got to walk in his plan and his will. Then you will have what good success? And then he says, have I not commanded you? In other words, I'm the one giving you the directive. If I give you the directive to take enemy hell territory, to access your promises, I'm not going to let you down. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And he said, uh, "For then you uh, said, so according to what he's written, it for then you will make good, make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success." Have I not commanded you? Be strong again, and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now let's go back to that statement we started with. His presence is guaranteed but his promises are optional. And as we look at that, we've been been to meditate that. One of the things we realize, his promises are optional. You know, you have a choice if you're going to go take that promised land. Joshua could have said, I like it over here where my forefather Moses was. Or I'm going to go over here and take this other land first, God, and then I'll take that land. So the number one thing you need to learn, if you want to access those promises for your life and and realize that that how do I how do I do what? Live into the promises God's made over my life, that I'm the head, not the tail, above and not beneath. Greater is he who's in me than he who's in in this world. As we understand that, how are we going to walk in these promises that that come in the package of salvation, healing, wholeness, spiritual salvation, all these things? He said, first of all, you got to do what? You got to walk into, hit us see, uh, you gotta first of all make sure wherever you go, whatever promise you're going for is part of your assignment. I, I I can't just walk in someone else's assignment on this earth. I gotta walk in the plan God has for my life because that's where the rewards lie. We can't just say, that's shiny, I want to do that, or that's cool, I wanna go there, or or I wanna be this. No, we gotta walk in the plan that God's word reveals to us in our heart and in our life. And you say, Well, yeah though, but you know when you say this thing uh, that his presence is guaranteed, but his promises are optional, man, I, I feel fear coming on me. I don't want to miss God's will. Well, I want you to realize that's okay because feelings are, are not characteristics of who you are. There's just an expression of an energy you're releasing because of what you're meditating on. And if you will not just meditate on the bad things or the negative things, but meditate on what God's word said about your situation, because he says in Hebrews, uh, 11, that without faith, it's impossible to please God. What's he mean? In other words, he's not pleased if we're not living the best life he has for us. That's his plan. That's his desire. He's going to still love you. You can still make it to heaven. You just won't walk in the promises while you're on this planet for God. And then so as so we understand that, I got to walk wherever my assignment is. Why? Whenever I walk wherever his assignment is, then I will begin to have success. And as I have success, I will begin to walk in greater levels of fear rather than faith. You say, yeah, but how do I do that? How do I, how do I walk and move out of fear into faith? Well, first of all, fear is an energy, right? It, it puts off emotions in your body, what you're meditating and thinking about. Now, fear is not always bad. I mean, we need to have fear that if I walk off a 1,000-foot cliff, I might die or I would die, right? You need to have fear not to get too close to the edge or fear not to handle electrical appliances, try to repair something if you don't understand electricity, whatever it might be. So we have to come to grips with this that fear is not a bad thing. Fear is just something that I use as a tool in my favor. And I begin to focus on, as he said, keep my word in front of you day and night, mutter it, and, and, and to walk in that word only do the assignment I gave you only do the plans I put out before you according to my word. That's our boundaries. And as we do that, what happens is then we access his promises. So don't allow your fear to keep you from your future. Don't allow your fear, keep you from your future. You say, well, how do I encourage myself? Back to that question again. You got to talk yourself into it. Why? Uh, Uh, Romans tells us what? Romans 10, how's faith come? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by his word. So when I hear, how am I going to hear what God is saying to me? Through the written word of God. As I hear what I'm reading comes off those pages and it becomes revelation to me. It reveals his will, his plan, his truth to me. Now those written words of the Bible, of the word of God, when they come alive in me, then all of a sudden, I begin to step into a whole realm of faith, and, and I don't even remember the fears I have. All I can focus on is, what did God's word say to me? Now, the key is, don't just ponder it. Keep it in your heart. Speak it out loud. Speak it over your situation. Speak what God's word says about your health. Speak what, that's his promise to you, that, that by his stripes you were healed, 1 Peter two twenty four. Speak it. Ponder it. Get it truth in your heart, but then speak it with your lips. That's important. Speak into it. Well, well, what about financial blessing? Well, God says in 2 Corinthians 9 that whoever sows sparingly reaps sparingly. So don't be a sparingly sower. Be be an encourager and sow your life and sow your finances and sow your, your wisdom and knowledge and all those things into other people, and you get a harvest back off of that. So it's up to you to encourage yourself by speaking out loud the things you've been pondering in your heart from the written word of God. So that's how Joshua did it, right? Joshua had to encourage himself to do the Lord's work. And, you know, everybody won't understand your assignment. There's times in your life you don't even understand the assignment that God has. But listen, every assignment is attached to a promise. Every assignment God gives you, that's a God assignment, not your assignment, his assignment over your life. There's a promise attached to it. And if we will just live into that assignment, we're going to get a promise way bigger, greater than what we could ever imagine on our own. So when you keep his word on your lips and you speak it out loud and you walk in his boundaries and you walk according and seek his assignment, then you receive his blessing and his promises. So that's how, you know, Joshua had to fulfill the purpose of God, just like you and I. It wasn't what he was feeling. Because even Moses got into fear and didn't go over when God told him to. So he's going to have to break family fears and, and and family hindrances that were come up from the time he was a child. Here, you know, living in fear versus you giving that fear to God, taking his faith to access his promises through your assignment for your life. And, you know, we look at, well, what if Joshua hadn't fulfilled his assignment? Then the children of Israel wouldn't went to the promised land. You know, what if John the Baptist didn't fill his assignment? Then Jesus couldn't have been announced. What if Jesus Christ didn't fulfill his assignment? We couldn't be children of God. So we got to realize people are depending on the demand of the assignment God put in our life. People are depending, their lives, their eternity is depending on uh, what we do with the assignment God puts on our life. And then when we talk it out loud, we have to take action. Faith without works is dead, right? So what we got to do, the only way we have faith is knowing and trusting God and then take a step, move forward, take action. And what is that? When it's time to step up, make sure the choice to step you step up in, make sure what you choose to step up in is not your assignment, but it's God's assignment. And then do what? Talk in your heart and in your mind and even speak out loud the purpose that God has for you to fulfill because people's lives are depending on what you do with it so as we end today i just want to say this it's time to step up it's time to encourage yourself in god's presence toward the promises he has over your life and that comes through you walking in to your assignment i hope that helped you i know it encouraged me today it's time for you and i to fulfill the assignment on our life so we can access the promises that only god could give us so hope to see you soon come back and i'll have some more answers for Awesome questions you give me.